Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Objective Health. I am your host, Doug. With me in our virtual studio are Erica, Elliot, and Tiff. Hello. And in the Hi. background, keeping it real, is Damien. Hello. <clears throat> so, Erica was just pointing out before we came online here that over the last six years or so, uh, we every year have done a flu show. And so it seemed appropriate that what's come up in the news lately is the fact that the flu has basically disappeared. Where did the flu go? So that's, we decided that we would do our flu show this year on what happened to the flu. Um, just to start things off, I guess uh, there was an article on RT that was called Flu Away, Scientists Baffled at Disappearance of Influenza. But is it really gone or just masked by COVID? And that's really the question. You know, what's basically been happening is actually maybe before or too late, but uh, Damien, maybe you could pull up that graph I was talking about before the show so we can take a look at those uh, flu numbers. <clears throat> so you can see there that um, it's showing the, the flu um, in the weeks of 2019 and 2020, end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Um, the flu season, essentially. And you can see there's that kind of spike there, which I assume is probably fairly normal, and then it just completely drops off. And there is literally nothing on the graph from week about 17 up to 43 of 2020. So everybody's kind of like, okay, so where did this flu go? Um, yeah, so in, in the uh, the article, the RT article I was talking about, he, the author... Um, brings up kind of three possibilities of where this flu has gone and what's going on here. The first one he says is that um, it only seems like the flu has disappeared because doctors and scientists have wrongly been classing other respiratory diseases as COVID. I'll just say them all and then we can comment on them afterwards. But uh, another possible uh, possibility is that COVID has crowded out the flu. Um, and that might sound a little bit odd, but they have done a number of studies uh, and found that actually it seems that uh, a lot of times you can't have more than one viral infection going on at once. And interestingly, I'll just throw this out there. Um, Hahnemann, who was the discoverer of homeopathy, said this like 200 years ago, but they're just starting to catch up now. But mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, more serious diseases will push out um, yeah. more um, lesser severe diseases. Um, so that's another possibility. Or the third possibility, he says, is that um, and this is the one that they're pushing in the mainstream media, is that essentially all the COVID res restrictions, the social distancing, the lockdowns, the masks, have actually eradicated the flu, completely yeah. made it disappear. Um, How convenient. Yeah. It's, it's, see, guys, <laughs> lockdown's a good thing. Social distancing is a good thing. It got rid of the flu. So anyway, we could well, talk about uh, these these different possibilities. I mean, obviously, you can tell by our tone that we're not really crazy about number three, and neither was he in the article, for that matter. First of all, um, we had a look at that graph, but just for numbers, just so that listeners kind of really grasp, grasp the difference uh, in the numbers. So in there's, there's a statistic from Australia, and so a lot of this kind of uh, data on the... <clears throat> Sorry, on the on the on the flu season that never came, or the non-season, 
as one of the microbiologists said, um, it's based on on the data uh, which we've seen very recently from the Southern Hemisphere, so from Australia, from New Zealand, because whilst we've been in kind of, uh, you know, we've we've had spring and summer, they've they've been in in winter and autumn, so they their flu season should have come and gone by now, and um, and and so in August 2019, there were 61,000 confirmed laboratory cases of influenza in australia right 61000 in august 2020 there were 107 it's a yeah. miracle they've been saying it was uh, it's it basically is. a 98% plummet in flu infections 98% yeah it's basically disappeared so yeah, I just wanted to add that. <laughs> I can't believe that these so-called scientists and so-called health experts actually believe that the flu has disappeared. It just seems so ridiculous that people would no longer get the flu all of a sudden. Like yeah. whether you believe that people catch a viral infection called the flu, or if you believe that the flu is just your body's natural detoxification that happens on a, a cyclical level. I mean, it's just entirely stupid that people will think that it's disappeared. Yeah. It seems pretty obvious to me that it's being classified as COVID. Yeah. That does definitely seem like the most obvious answer. There is a fourth possibility though, actually that was yeah. brought up in a different article that, um, was on bgr.com. Fewer people are dying from the flu this fall, but the reason is tragic. And their take on it, and they're basically taking it from the New York Post, um, is that COVID has already killed all the people who were most vulnerable to the flu. So now there's basically nobody left to die from the flu because everybody who's left is healthy. And, you know, I bring it up and I, I you know, it, it is a bit preposterous in a way. Well, it's my but favorite it's, explanation. Well, it's, it's interesting because, I, I mean, that's so what uh, Denis Rancor was talking about mm -hmm. when we interviewed him. He was talking about how the reason that, you know, these um, diseases tend to go in these waves where it's like one year on, one year off kind of thing when you see the spikes in deaths is because for that very reason it's kind of like one year it'll take care of everybody who's uh you know take care in the mafia sense of everybody who's vulnerable and then the next year there's not as many vulnerable people so the deaths go down and then the following year there's more people who are vulnerable so it goes up again so these kinds of fluctuations do happen the only problem i have with it is that would you see it drop off completely like that kind of presupposes that COVID is really wiping out everybody who is vulnerable to it and i don't know I, I i think the the numbers as they are maybe i mean what what i'll say is that that could be a partial explanation certainly that there's just not enough um super vulnerable people left to be killed by the flu and they do recommend the uh wearing of masks social distancing and hand washing to <laughs> Down. Well, that's one of their other explanations. All of those uh, health measures have caused the decline in the flu, but magically, it hasn't caused a decline in COVID-19, which <laughs> yeah, is exactly. odd considering how they're both allegedly viruses. Right. So does a mask keep out the flu virus or let the flu virus in or 
let the COVID virus in and keep the flu out? Which is well, we know all... the COVID virus is magic, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently. Magic. Well, that's just the thing, right? Like, I mean, all these things and all these past shows where we've been talking about how, you know, the masks don't work. Um, social distancing doesn't work. All these things. Those are all studies that are done on influenza. So we know it doesn't work for COVID and we know it doesn't work for uh, influenza either. So the idea that everybody wearing masks and keeping their distance is somehow making the flu go away is just, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense because we know that that stuff doesn't work. Well, here's another one. They speculate that it's probably the school closures because kids are so germy and they're vectors for disease since the schools have been closed down that is causing the decrease in flu cases mm. this year. Yeah. I mean, there, I... there's also the air travel restrictions and people mm. taking more flu vaccines. So that could be a reason. I mean, it's obviously they're kind of just like grasping at any explanation that they could come up with to try to explain this anomaly. Yeah. Well, they're rejecting. Sorry, go ahead, Elliot. No, I was just going to say. Fortunately, they've got the lockdown, and they've got all of all of these novel measures that measures that have been implemented over the past year or so. They've got something to fall back on, um, in in hopes that the large majority of people will probably not question it and will probably just take it at face value, mm -hmm. right? And then anyone who does does question the statistic, they're not going to get any airtime, and if they do, it will be in a controlled way. So. At this point, it's, you know, do they even need to justify their argument? They can just come out with anything at the drop of a hat mm -hmm. uh, in good confidence that probably mm -hmm. most people will just listen and kind of accept it and then regurgitate it and move on with their lives, right? Well, I think I mentioned in last week's show or the previous one about how strange it was to see flu shots being pushed again in the United States after all of this, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, big billboard signs and give them away at your job. And, you know, that that people wouldn't be a little bit suspect, um, a little bit curious about here they are massively fighting this quote unquote pandemic. And then, by the way, just get your flu vaccine and we were looking at an article uh, from, was it NBC News about CDC says seasonal flu cases hit record low around the world. And they were talking about how last year in the US they gave out 170 million doses of the flu vaccine. And this year they're hoping to give out about 200 million. So people have really uh, proverbially drank the Kool-Aid, you know, like they'll, see what's happening with this quote unquote pandemic, but then they will go willingly and get a flu vaccine, which has numerous side effects. And what's, what's really, I mean, what is it like the chance of you actually not getting the flu from the vaccine? Everybody I've talked to said they get sick as a dog, but they don't get the flu, <laughs> you know, but they get sick from the vaccine. So. How do they know it's not the flu from the vaccine though? <laughs> oh my Sure as hell looks like the flu. But I do think it's more that priming, you know what I mean? Like, let's just prime you, you know, people may be more suspect now, but if we just now in the midst of all this, it's September, October, we're just going to start massively pushing the flu vaccine again and priming people for eventually 
the warp speed COVID-19 vaccines, not just one, but Well, the flu vaccine is still a big moneymaker, but one of the reasons that they say that they are continuing to like push really, really hard for people to get the flu vaccine this year, especially, is because they're afraid of something they call a twindemic, where you have the COVID-19 going on and you have the flu, the regular (laughs) flu season that comes every winter. So they don't want to overwhelm the hospital systems and take up needed COVID beds with all these unnecessary flu cases. What do they call it? Twindemic. Twindemic. (laughs) (laughs) That's a technical term. Yeah. Yeah, it's such BS. I mean, you know, logic would dictate that if you have a drop-off, almost a complete drop-off in the flu, then that would be the time where you'd be like, okay, I guess I don't need to get a flu shot this year because there's no real flu, but now they're pushing it even harder. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Doubling well, down. Yeah, and our past shows where we have talked about the flu like pretty much every year since our show started, I mean, we took deep dives into like how the CDC tries to hype up the fear and make flu seem a lot scarier than it actually is, trying to drum up business for the flu vaccine that year. And the fact that uh, the numbers are totally massaged, like they're grouping flu with pneumonia deaths. And I guess they say that on average every year, like some 60,000 people and the U.S. might die from the flu, but according to the research we've done for past shows, that number is greatly exaggerated and a complete mm-hmm. estimate. Like some would even argue that the CDC is just totally making that number up. So we can't trust anything they say about the true numbers of the flu. We certainly can't trust what they say about COVID, and we really can't trust what they say about flu and COVID going on at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what happened, actually, is that because they were always taking these other deaths from like pneumonia and whatever else and putting them in the flu numbers. And they've already taken those numbers and put them into the COVID numbers. Now there's nothing left for the flu. So that's why you see this huge drop off. It's kind of like, no, we already, we already stole your uh, extraneous cases. Sorry. There's nothing left for flu. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, They've been cooking up the numbers for, for a long time. Uh, and and as you said, over exaggerating the 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 severity and the fatality rates of the flu, just to push that bloody vaccine. <laughs> now they've already they've already classified them all as COVID. Exactly. They're all dead. <laughs> There's no more numbers. There's no more numbers. They have to start coming up with imaginary names <laughs> on the on yeah. the on the register. Well, since they take dead people's names and use them for votes, maybe they could start taking dead people's names and use them for flu cases or COVID cases, yeah. whichever ones they actually need. Yeah, Ooh, we not? we we know that they've been doing that. We've covered this multiple times. There've been so many cases of people who've not who've who've, who've not um died of COVID. Um, but they have, you know, they've naturally kind of come to their end. They might have had cardiovascular disease. They might have had Alzheimer's dementia. They're already already on their deathbed, um, and and they they the 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 authorities have very much fabricated the numbers so that it looks like these people are dying with or going, dying of COVID caused by COVID. Um, and so it, at this point, it's very difficult to place any trust in anything that they say about the numbers. 
because quite frankly, the people who who do spout this information, they're they're untrustworthy and they've got a very poor track record. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 um <laughs> yeah, in giving us the the numbers and yeah, in giving us any kind of accurate or um, fact-based information. So who knows what is going on? But it seems pretty clear that it's not what they're saying that it is. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, in South Korea, how many people have died so far from taking the flu vaccine this year? Our latest numbers are 83 great so (laughs) 83 people have died after taking the flu vaccine in south korea but Mm -hmm. health officials there say that it's not related to the vaccine whatsoever (laughs) that was stellar yeah Yeah. and yet they give no explanation as to what the reason really is so if it's not related to the vaccine what's the reason why are these people dying well it's interesting that singapore is not buying their bullshit and they've yeah. stopped their vaccine program or whatever because they're like, what? 80, actually, it was when I was at like 49 deaths. They're like, 49 deaths? Forget it. We're stopping the vaccines. And South Korea are like, no, no, no. It's fine. We'll keep going. Well, and then how is it that they had to throw away 5 million doses uh, because they weren't being stored at appropriate temperatures? But the people who died apparently didn't get those, didn't get that batch. <laughs> And they know that how? (laughs) I don't think that they know anything. I think that they're just sticking to the line that it wasn't the vaccine because they are desperately, because they bought bought a whole bunch more vaccines, right? Because they were kind of all freaked out about this twindemic idea. Mm -hmm. And so ramped up their vaccine program got a whole bunch more vaccines and then a whole bunch of people die and they're like left with this massive stockpile of vaccines they're like no guys don't worry it wasn't the vaccine it's come and get it it's good you're not gonna die trust us trust us it's all good boy oh boy well in that article um it's singapore halts use of two flu shots after 59 deaths in South Korea. And that was in biospace at the very end. If you read through the whole article, sometimes it's just entertaining. They talk about how the CDC indicates it takes about two weeks after vaccination for antibodies to develop against the virus. There's no evidence that the flu vaccine increases your risk of sickness from coronavirus, such as the one that causes COVID-19. And then they go on to say few, if any, vaccines work 100% of the time, meaning that it's possible that if you get a flu vaccine, you will still get the flu, which, you know what I mean? So, but go ahead and take it anyway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I know we've talked about in past years, like when when the reported uh, efficacy of the flu vaccine comes out and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, last year's flu vaccine was 2% effective. Great. (laughs) Good. Good job. Glad I got that. Yeah. And their excuses, we didn't do a good job at picking the strains that were going to be circulating this year. So we're going to have to do better next year. (laughs) Or it mutated. Yeah, it mutated. (laughs) Exactly. It's such, it's just a, it's a losing game altogether. They can't, but whatever, people will still get it, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Well, well they say that in Chile, they have absolutely no cases of the flu, wow. no new cases of the flu in the first two weeks of July, which is the height of their flu season hmm. down in the Southern Hemisphere. So Chile has no new cases. And how many Quibillion uh, COVID cases are there? <laughs> well, however many they say. Exactly. <laughs> That's just what my answer is going to be to everything. Yeah. Whatever well, they maybe say in is. Chile, you know, they're getting plenty of vitamin D, so they're not um, at risk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting in that article we were talking about before the RT one um, flew away. Um, one thing I forgot to bring up about the uh, the second possibility that he mentions that um, the COVID has been crowded uh, crowded out by a Sorry, other way around. The flu has been crowded out by COVID. Uh, he kind of picks that apart. Um, cause he says, like, the, you know, he says, uh, the scientists say that this solution doesn't add up. No more than a fifth of, of the population has been exposed to COVID, and so everyone else should be fertile ground for the flu. But if they are wrong, and COVID is actually far more widespread than the scientists think, virus crowding could be contributing to it, the flu's downfall. The question is why COVID would have won this battle so completely for there to be essentially zero flu cases and millions of COVID ones. Surely the flu would have gotten to some people before COVID did. Anyway, I thought that that was interesting because it's kind of like if you're using their numbers, they say, oh yeah, it's about a fifth because they're trying, they're trying desperately to say that there is no herd immunity, right? So like, oh yeah, only about a fifth of the population has been exposed. Well, if that were true, then those people should be susceptible to the flu. So that explanation doesn't make any sense because the flu has disappeared. But unless that they're actually wrong about the numbers of people who have COVID immunity because they've been exposed, then it makes more sense. So this one, I don't know if I would say that this is my favorite explanation, but I am intrigued by it. And I think it is uh, possible, but um, it would mean that what they're saying about COVID numbers and how many people actually have been exposed and have immunity to it uh, is much higher. The, yeah, almost. it would basically indicate that this thing is producing many cases of uh, people who are asymptomatic. And so, therefore, the overall fatality rate is probably significantly lower than they would have said that, mm -hmm. they, that they originally think it to be. But then, again, that calls into question, why the hell is the entire Western world gone into lockdown? Again, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I mean, to beat the flu. Clearly, like with these numbers, it's indicating that okay, either um, either loads of people have got it and it doesn't kill half as many people or a fraction of as many people as we originally thought, or it's kind of naturally running its course. You know, like um, either way, it's not consistent with another national lockdown. I mean, we've gone back into lockdown in the UK, France, Germany, other places going into lockdown. Not really justified. Not at all. Well, here's a crazy theory. What if people that got COVID before it was designed, or, I mean, designated the pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> um, have some sort of immunity against all flus or various types of flus, you know? Um, mm. I mean, 
for me, I got sick in February, which, you know, I haven't been tested, but I'm assuming it was the COVID. It had all the symptoms, you know what I mean? And others that I know in the same work environment had the same illness. And, you know, maybe now we're like super soldiers because <laughs> we are, you know, maybe there's something about the, the COVID that, that uh, builds your immune system. I'm not, I don't know. I'm just speaking off the cuff here, really, but... Well, what do y'all think? Could be. I think the thing is that this is it's all speculation, right? Like even on the the experts part, because we all know how imperfect the testing is for COVID. Very few people ever get tested for influenza. Um, you know, they they in maybe certain designated areas they're doing testing and things like that, and the all the governing bodies are kind of just. Um, you know, making estimates based on what information that they are getting. But I mean, like how many times did you go to the doctor with the flu and they gave you a test, sent away a lab test to see if it actually was the flu? No, they never do that. They just, you know, prescribe their drugs and off you go. So it's all just uh, complete speculation until they actually look at, you know, start testing and say, you know, get a, a valid test for COVID and test it against tests for influenza. They're not going to know. So that makes the whole situation very easy to just assign those numbers wherever the hell you want to assign them. And because, like we were saying before, because, you know, COVID is taking the stage right now, all those numbers that are a little bit more ambiguous can very easily be, just be shuttled into the COVID numbers. So we're not going to get an answer to this, I guess is what I'm saying. No, but we're going to get increasingly draconian measures and more lockdowns. So whatever serves that agenda will be on. Will be on. <laughs> will be on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, Steroids. it's so predictable, right? <laughs> it's so predictable. The, I mean, the whole lockdown thing, I think it took everyone by surprise, right? No one was expecting that they couldn't. Or I know I wasn't. And I know there was a lot of other people who weren't expecting that we would go full down, full lockdown originally right but now it's getting to the point that you, you you're familiar with the modus operandi and you you know what they want to achieve and so it's it's get it's kind of the the what they're going to do from here on out is relatively predictable i mean at first point they were saying no second lockdown but we knew that they were going to try and implement a second lockdown and they've gone ahead and done it mm -hmm. <laughs> and they will probably do a third one. And then they'll probably do a twin demic one. What else are they <laughs> going to come up with? You, you don't know the specifics. Like we can't be clear on the specifics because we don't have insider information. But what we do know is that they will continue to fabricate the data and use numbers and tweak the numbers in any way that serves their agenda which seems relatively clear, not from listening to their words, but looking at their actions and seeing what their actions achieve and what they're consistent with. Um, and so at this point, numbers don't really matter, do yeah. they? No one cares about numbers. It's true. Any, any, you know, and any, any way that they will manipulate the information and the data to suit their goals and their aims, they will continue to do so. And they've done a pretty good job at it so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, People bought into it because initially it was supposed to be a lockdown for two weeks. It's two weeks. It'll be yeah. over. We'll go back. It's just to, to flatten the curve. Yeah. Flatten the curve. 
after two weeks and then we can all go back to work and everything will just be peachy and here we are in november yeah <laughs> they are it, it just seems like the agenda is to destroy people's lives small businesses yeah forget it They're and gone. to spread fear and uncertainty yeah. yeah it seems like the you know it's really tapping into that existential threat of death as well you know and then all of the virtue signaling that comes along with that like if you're not complying then you're a granny killer or you don't care about other people and it, it's as i've said from the beginning it becomes a mind virus and that's spreading very quickly yeah and whether sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's doubling down you know as the numbers come out and then we continue to do these shows you see like well this is really a nothing burger and you know it's like then it just the double down gets that much more intense you know i mean the fact that the europe is locked down again is just mind-boggling yeah and whether all of the consequences that have come out of this whole set of events being the not only the economic issues that many small businesses and and people as a whole the general public how what they faced economically kind of thing um but also the the widespread fear and the other psychological effects of being isolated from other people and and all of these surrounding kind of things uh whether there was a big team of uh like consultants sat in a room planning out how they would achieve these goals or not whether it's like that or whether it's just the a natural consequence of what happens when you enforce something like a lockdown um i think it's somewhat irrelevant right it's it's ultimately uh people are uh, as a whole i mean the idea that they're going to take away christmas that they're going to I mean, in the UK, the, the the establishment, they're saying that they're implementing a lock, lockdown to save Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's what it's for. It's to save Christmas, right? But actually, <laughs> you, I, I, I would put my money on a bet that would say that we are probably going to be in a lockdown yeah. on Christmas, right? <laughs> and that is, is, I mean, for someone who's alone, who might have family they they might have family they might be one of the lucky ones who does have a wider network of family but they can't even go to see them you know and that's you know one of the things that they look forward to all year kind of thing uh it's 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 utterly depressing the effect that this is having on people who Mm -hmm. who rely on that network whether it be family or friends and we've spoken about this before but particularly around the the time of christmas i mean typically that's that's a that's a family time, you know, for a lot of people. And that's a time when everyone gets together and celebrates and, 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 you know, gets to see each other and interact with each other. And when you take that away from people, I suspect that that will be a lot worse than what we've seen previously, you know, from March to July kind of thing over Christmas time. It's a little bit different. And I think that because it's the second time round as well, it's not the first one. There was a little bit of novelty, and almost perhaps a little bit of, you know, ex- not excitement, but because it's novel, it's new, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, something that people might be able to tolerate a bit better. Whereas when it's over Christmas, it's for the second time. Uh, yeah, I think that it's it's going to be worse this time around, personally. 
Suicides will probably go up. Well, suicides are already at the highest around Christmas, if if yeah. I remember correctly. Suicide's mm-hmm. one of the, if not the most common time for people to commit suicide, whether that be because they are alone, because who knows? But yeah, I, I am anxious to see the suicide rates this Christmas if we're yeah. in a lockdown. And didn't they say in the UK too, Elliot, that they'll come and break your door like they have the right? Was it the UK? Maybe it was... Maybe it was a different country. I, I thought it was the UK. Where they said they'll, the UK. they'll come and break your... They have the right to come and break your door down to make sure you don't have more family members in there than you're supposed to. Like, that's just disgusting. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. That will be the UK. Yeah. I think they did say that. And they probably would do it as well. Yeah. They like to make examples of people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So, yeah. Just to scare everybody else off from doing it. But I mean, really, who's to stop you from getting together with somebody if you and the other person or other people want to get together? Your it's neighbor. Only... Yeah, yeah. The police. But... Karen. COVID tax force. <laughs> Ultimately, it's up to us to either go along with this or not go along with it. And if enough people don't go along with it, I mean, they can't go to everybody's house. They'll, I'm sure they'll make life uncomfortable for a fair number of people. But I mean, either we take a stand now or we just lay down and stick our heads in the ground and just take it. I'm with Tiff, you know, <laughs> now's your time to uh, not consent, mm-hmm. you know, aim to misbehave. Yeah, but just a disclaimer. disclaimer for youtube we're not advising to participate in any illegal activity okay exactly is that really a law or is it just a strong recommendation well it's a hypothetical hypothetical well they can suck it (laughs) that sounds like a good note for us to end on um (laughs) Unless anybody had anything to add. Well, they can take their flu vaccine and their COVID vaccine and shove them where the sun don't shine also. <laughs> I concur. Here, here. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, today. Um, be sure to tune in next week as well as we will have another exciting show for you. And also be sure to like and subscribe if you are so inclined. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye, Bye -bye. everyone.